Hello, my name is Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com. Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com or a podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. Look at Joshua chapter 18, verses 1 through 3. All right. Joshua chapter 18, verses 1 through 3. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on 3. 1, 2, 3. The whole city of Israelites gathered at Shiloh and set up a tent on meeting there. The country was brought under their control. But there were still seven Israelite tribes who had not yet received their inheritance. So Joshua said to the Israelites, How long will you wait before you begin to take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given you? Amen. Amen. Oh, Lord. A country brought under their control. But there were still seven Israelite tribes who had not yet received their inheritance. Oh, Lord. Come on. And what did the man of God have to say about this? So Joshua said to the Israelites, How long will you wait before you began to take possession of the land? that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, have given you. Mm. Mm. Most of the time we pose this question, how long? How long? How long? We are pontificating to God. Mm. How long, Lord, are you going to keep me in this marriage? And I'm unhappy and dissatisfied. Father, will you keep me in this sick body? How long, Lord, will you keep me in debt? Because, oh, it don't seem like I can get out of this credit card debt. Or how long, Lord, it's going to take me to pay off my old student loans? How long, Father? We're posing the question, how long, Lord, will I... Oh, Lord, have to live 
live in somebody else's house? How long, oh Lord, will I have to drive somebody else's car? How long, oh Lord, will I have to go to the washing tour because I don't have my old washer and dry? How long, Lord? Yeah. yeah. Hello, How long, Lord? And we're posing the question, oh, in the same way that how long they question in Psalm chapter oh, oh, 13, where the psalmist began to pose the question to God because he's upset. Oh, and God, because God hadn't moved on his behalf. And in that Psalms, he posed the question, how long? And there's somebody here today, oh, and you're posing God the question, how long? And God is saying, oh, you waiting on me, but I'm waiting on you. Hello, somebody. I am waiting on you. Hello, somebody. There's somebody in this house. You've been murmuring and complaining too long. You've been posing God the question, how long? And God is saying, oh, you waiting on me, but I'm waiting on you. Hello, somebody. And that's what Joshua's words, how long will you wait before you began to take possession of the land Oh, that the Lord, the God of Israel, has given you? Hello, somebody. This morning we're going to preach around, on around three points. Having co-domination, hindering of the portions, and harvesting the possessions. And we want Christians to know this morning that Christians should take possession of the promises of God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, poor neighbor, you should take possession of the promises of God. Most of y'all, if y'all not too holy, you remember this song back in the day. That Janet Jackson came up with her first album, and you're seeing a video back in the day. This was oh, the, the beginning of her video back in the day where she was having issues with her father, who was so dominating and so control controlling, and, and she wanted to come into her own. And, and, and she walked through, and she confront her daddy, and she would eventually end up on the stage saying that I'm in control. Well, hello somebody. Hello somebody. Control. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. And this is a hard topic for me to preach because a lot of times we're in a place where it seems like life is out of control. We talked about it last Wednesday night where oh, there's a plane oh, that we don't know that just seems to disappear off the place of the planet. Oh, and it just disappeared. And their families are feeling out of control. There's no closure. And people all around the world is wondering what happened to this plane. Oh, and it seems like in our world we're going through so much trouble. What's happening in the, and at the Ukraine all oh, has effects upon us and it makes us all weary because it seemed like we're back in the days when America and Russia had issues. Hello, somebody. And if things go wrong there, oh, it could literally be another oh, World War Three that could happen. Oh, and there's other stuff that's going on in Honduras and it seemed like life is out of control. Well, that's well. some stuff that's going on in your life yeah. and you said preacher 
Oh, my life seems out of control. And you have the audacity to come here this morning and say that I'm in control. Well, well. Hello, somebody. That's the exact words that God had for the people of God in the text that we're going to look at this morning. Oh, he had to let them know that they were in control. And if they were in control, that means that they could have the victory. Right. If they could have the victory right. and didn't have the victory, then there was something wrong with the picture. Oh, it was either something wrong with God or it was something wrong with them. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, if you don't have control this morning, there's either something wrong with God or something wrong with you. And let me give you the answer. There's nothing wrong with God. Right, right, right. True, real. True, real. Ain't nothing wrong with God. And if there's nothing wrong with God, that means that I can have the victory. I can take control of a troubled marriage. I can take control when I show up at work on Monday morning instead of running. Oh, I'm going to run to the job because God says I have control. Oh, you don't have to be afraid of paying your bills because God says you have control. Oh, you know, you can answer your phone right now. Right. Oh, because the bill collectors are calling your phone and you don't want to answer. But God says that you have control. God sent me here this morning to let you know that you are in control. You said, preacher, but you don't know my body. I have so much going on in my pocket. God says that you're in control. You can take control of your body. You can take control of what you put in your body. You can take control to exercise your body. You can take control. Somebody say, I have financial issues. God said, you can take control, take control. of your finances. Yeah, yeah. The first thing you need to do is put God first. Yeah. Oh, give him this part. Give him his first truth. Oh, give God a hand to have a praise. Yeah. I'll pick it up in here. Oh, God says, if you want to open that window that's up in heaven, and you look up at that window, if you want to open that window that's up in the heaven, you have control of that window. You say, then pick a high. Do I open that window? I'm glad you asked. You've got to give to the Lord. Yeah. somebody. His first fruit, his ten part. Go ahead and give God a hand. Yeah. praise. I can get up in here. Oh, you are in control. Yeah. Oh, I can't control that I lost my mother, but I can't control how I respond to the loss. I can't control what happens oh, when I try and somebody almost oh, cut me off. But what I can control is I can control my tongue and instead of cursing them out, oh, I can start praising the Lord in Jesus' name. You are in control. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you're in control. You're in control. Yeah, bless him. Yeah. This is what the word says. Having, oh, no domination. It says, the country was brought under their control. All right. All right. The country was brought under their control. Oh, that doesn't have to be a vote. Oh, that wouldn't be a vote. Oh, whether to succeed or to join Russia. Oh, in this text, the country was under their control. And they had control. Say to your neighbor, 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 neighbor. If they had control, then I can have control. Because I serve the same God that gave 
gave them that control. Hello, somebody. Right. I said, if you don't believe me, what does it say in Romans 8.31? It says, what then shall we say in response to these things? What? If God is what? For you. Hello, somebody. Who can be against us? Oh, you've got a hand kind of place up in here. Up here. If God is for me, then that means that I'm in control. Yeah, yeah, that's good news. Hello, somebody. I know it's not what oh, a lot of preachers have preached to you in the past. Uh, they tell you that you don't have control. You can't control. Oh, yeah, you can control some things uh, in the providence of God. You can control some things uh, in the will of God. Yeah. And if you're walking in the will uh, and in the providence of God, then you can take control. In yeah. other words, uh, if God has you at that job, uh, yeah. then you can take control. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. God has you in that marriage, God, hey. uh, then you can take control. If you have God in your finances, then you can take control. In the providence of God, I live in victory. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're right. I know you're right. Hello, somebody. I know you're right. Oh, oh. That's why I don't have to let the doctors have the last word. All right. Because, oh, God is in, in control of me. Yeah. Then he can enable me to do the right control things uh, that I need to do to be healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Hello, somebody. Yeah. In other words, yeah. uh, and we don't preach about this a lot, uh, but, uh, oh, God gives you, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, what's one of those things that the Holy Spirit gives? Uh, he gives self Control. And if he gives you yeah. self-control, yeah. that means that I can't control my body. Yeah. 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 Hello, somebody. You say, preacher, but I'm getting older. Yeah. It don't matter about that. Yeah. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is still as young in you in you as he was the first day yeah. he came. Yeah. 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 Hello, somebody. God. So God is saying today that you are in control yeah. of that pot. You control of what you put in that pot. You may be struggling with drug and alcohol addiction. Yep. God says this morning, I've given you the victory because it's in my divine providence and my divine purpose. The word of God says to not be drunk with wine. Yeah. But to be filled with what? Spirit. Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Yeah. And what does the Holy Spirit help you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To self-control. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Yes, sir. Yep. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor. Neighbor. I'm in control. I'm in control. Hello, somebody. They already had the victory. Yeah. But then there came a problem. Because there's somebody in here. You already have the victory. Already. But there's a problem with your experiencing the victory. All right. All right. Hello, somebody. Well, the text says talks about the hindering of the portion. And it says they already had what? Control. Yeah, yeah. Hello, somebody. But what? But there were what? Seven tribes who had not had not received their inheritance. Yeah, yeah. All right. Wait a minute. That don't that don't match up to me. Right, real. That don't match up to me. Wait a minute. You tell me I have control. But yet, can anybody tell me how many tribes of Israel there were? Twelve tribes. And you're trying to tell me that over half have not experienced the victory when they already had control? My Lord. All right. Well, that, that, that's, that's, that's an oxymoron. All right. Because you're telling me I already have the victory <laughs> because you're giving me control 
But yet, I'm not experiencing the victory. All right, all right. Hello, son. That's somebody in here. God has already given you the victory. man. But you're not experiencing the victory. Right. That there's something that's hindering you. Yeah, yeah. Ask your neighbor, 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 oh neighbor. neighbor. What's hindering you? What's hindering you? Say to your other neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor. What's hindering you? What's hindering you? What, what, what? You, you, you already have control. But yet, you don't have your inheritance. Uh-oh. He- hello, somebody. Which means I'm speaking to somebody in the spirit because God is telling you, you already have control. Right. And he's telling you that you can have the victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to have to do what the Danites did back in Judges 18.9. All right. You say, preacher, what did the Danites do in Judges 18.9? Oh, this is what they said. Come, let us attack them. Uh-oh. We have, have seen the land, and it's very good. Aren't you going to do something? All right. All right. Don't hesitate to go there and what? Take over. Take over. Yeah, Hello, man. Don't hesitate to go to work and take over. Come on. Hello. Don't hesitate to go oh, oh, in your marriage and take over. Take over. Don't hesitate to show up at the bank and take over. I'm not yeah. telling you to rob the bank. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to take over. Hello, somebody. Take over your bank account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God said, why are you hesitating? Why are you hesitating? Hello, somebody. I believe it. There's somebody in here hesitating. God's trying to produce something in you. Or he put something in you. But you're hesitating. It could be, oh, a call to preach, but you're hesitating. It could be a call to write a book, but you're hesitating. It could be a call to start a job. Most of us in here want to be rich, but none of us want to do what rich people do to get rich. Rich people do what they do to get rich. Oh, rich folk don't pay the lotto. Hello, somebody. Oh, rich folk don't even give their money away. They say you are most likely to read. Real, uh, meet a millionaire at McDonald's because they don't waste their money. They invest their money. And they start companies. Some of the richest people in the world have CEO at the end of their name. Or they're the owner of the company and you're working with somebody not as smart as you. Hello, somebody. But yet, oh, and God is leading you and saying, you can start a company while you're hesitating. You can write a book while are you hesitating. Hello, somebody. Oh, you can do it, but while you're hesitating, I want you to live an extraordinary life, not an ordinary life. Hello, somebody. Somebody in here, you're ordinary. But God says you were born extraordinary. There's nobody that has your fingerprint. There's nobody that has your fingerprint. You are unique. And God birthed you into this place. And to then at this time, oh, to take over. Amen. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, it's time for you to take over. Oh, and if, if that word don't mean nothing to you individually, oh, then God can say to Bethlehem as a church, why are you hesitating to build that building? 
All right. While you're hesitating to share the love with your neighbor or your ten most wanted, while you're hesitating to pray this Wednesday, to fast and pray this Wednesday for revival in this place, why are you hesitating? Oh, and God says today you have control, but just because you have control doesn't mean you can't you have to you can't take control. Come on. You can have it and not take it. Hello, sir. Take it. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, take it. Take it. I don't mean to get in nobody's business, but I heard we have some cheerleaders in here. Cheerleaders. Now, undoubtedly, I can imagine that there was a whole lot of young ladies that wanted to, to cheer. Hello, somebody. And the only way that these young ladies are able to cheer this morning, probably not because somebody gave them the position, but they have to take their gifts and talents and abilities and take the position. Hello, somebody. There's nothing in this world. God is trying to tell us through all this series. There's nothing in this world oh, that people will is going to give you. Well, You've got to take it. Hello, somebody. Why do you think that 1% of the people have uh, uh, 99% of today's wealth? Just 1%. Why is that? Because they took it and they ain't giving nothing back. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you don't believe me? You don't believe me? They, they took it and they ain't giving nothing back. The owner of Burger King, I think Morris said that they, uh, I think, uh, I forgot to cut the numbers. How much, how much did they make? 1.5 million last year. Okay. Who's getting most of that money? Is it the person behind the register? No, the person behind the register probably ain't getting, as a matter of fact, oh, business owners like to, oh, oh, they like to give jobs to teenagers because they ain't used to making money. <laughs> And they think that little money that they're getting is something. Hello, somebody. But you, you go up the line and see how much the owners are getting. Hello, somebody. I imagine that the owners have probably, have probably got a million of that 1.5 million. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Hello, somebody. God is saying, take it. Yeah. Hello, somebody. But then, I, but then I said, oh, aren't you going to do something? Hello, somebody. But you're going to do something. Don't hesitate. Go there and take over. Don't hesitate. Wherever you go, go there and you take over. All right. All right. Hello, somebody. Amen. Hello, somebody. Amen. This is not a feel-good sermon. This is a be-good sermon. Oh, it's good enough. Because if you do what God says, you're going to have a, a be-good bank account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Cool it's your bank account, the bottom line. I, I take that one. You gotta take over. Yeah, yeah I take. Hello, somebody. Stop hesitating. Yeah. I know me and myself. But then this year, I, I I stopped hesitating. That's something that God was leading me to do. It had to do with my writing, and I, and I had to stop hesitating. And, and God has enabled me to open up doors where I can write now, and, and my books can be published. As a matter of fact, I just published. Oh, in uh, Kindle, oh, my first book, and it's for printing in Kindle, and it's been translated now to 50 different languages all across the world. All right, because all right. God says, stop hesitating! Yeah. 
Because nobody else will help you. That's what we do. We try to wait for somebody to help us do something. Oh, God says, if I'm on your side, guess what? You have all the help that you need. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, if God is on your side, you have all the help that you need. Because other folk are going to hesitate on you. Oh, you ask them to help you, and they hesitate. You ask them to do something, and they hesitate. Oh, would you give me a reference? And they hesitate. Oh, would you loan me some money? And they hesitate. You ask other folk. Oh, and they hesitate. God says, go and take over. In Jesus' name. Stop hesitating. Stop hesitating. You have control. Right. Now be controlled. Be controlled. Hello, somebody. That was the hindering of the portion. Hello, somebody. They were hesitating. They they had control, but they didn't have the victory. Hello, somebody. And lastly, oh, this last point we're going to talk about today is uh, harvesting uh, the possessions. All right, the possessions. Hello, somebody. Oh, and it says Joshua. This man of God who said in the last chapter, and if you didn't hear, oh, Wednesday night's message, we posed the question, oh, and we asked for more from Joshua 18 when the tribe of Joseph came and they came to Joshua and they said, Joshua, our tribe is too big. You haven't given us enough land. Oh, our tribe is too big. Oh, because God has blessed us. Oh, and they ask for more. But what Joshua said to them blow my mind. Oh, and it's been oh a turn in my mind when it's time for me to go do some work. It transformed my mind because Joshua told them, oh, go. And that land over there that God has all that forest, all that forest land. Oh, you, oh, tear up all that forest land. And he says, and they said, they talked about the inhabitants of the land. They had iron, iron chariots, and there were literally giants in the land. And Joshua said, if you want the victory, go over there and take the victory. Oh, tear up the forest, chase down the chariots, and beat up the giants, and you can have your portion. And God is saying that to somebody this morning, oh, about harvesting your possessions. You better go over there and tear down the forest. Anything that's holding you back, chase down the chariots. Oh, and take them for your possession. Beat up the giants. Because God says this morning that you have the victory. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Take over. Hello, somebody. Take over. Take over. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, yeah. somebody. Yeah. Thank this you. is what they said. Joshua said this. I asked him a funny question. How long will you wait before you began to take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given you? Uh-huh. Lord has given you. Wow. God gave it, but they didn't have it. It's the epithet for most folk in the church. God gave it, but you don't have it. I'm going to tell this story and share that last scripture. We're going to go home. I said, I heard this story, I forgot from who, but in heaven there's going to be a place where God's going to take you. And he's going to go in, and it's going to be a room, and that room is going to be filled with gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feel with gifts. 
for miles around as far as you can see. All right, bro. Fix it, fix it. Feel uh, with gifts. Listen, listen. And the man walked out and he talked to the Lord and he said, Lord, uh, you are a gracious and good God uh, because you are about to, to send all these gifts to heaven. All right. But the Lord said to the man, these are not the gifts that I'm going to send to heaven. Well, These are the gifts that I want to send to earth. Hello, somebody. But the people of God won't do what I tell them to do. And because they don't do what I tell them to do, they remain broke. Because they won't do what I tell them to do, their marriages have troubles. Don't you know that millionaires have a higher rate of success within marriage? And you say, why does millionaires have a higher rate of marriage? Well, because the number one reason for divorce in most marriages have to do with what? issues. Oh, they're working Ooh, for uh, somebody else yeah. and somebody else uh, is making all the money. Yeah. And that's what they do uh, as an author. Oh, if I publish a, a book with a major oh, publishing house, uh, they're going to want to take 4% uh, of my profits. Uh, they didn't write a book. Uh, right. They didn't have any experience uh, oh, that I had in putting in the book. Yeah. But yet, uh, because they own the house, uh, they're going to take most of the money. God says today, you better stop trying to work for the publishing house. You better work for yourself because I've given you the victory. Stop trying to work for somebody else because I've given you the victory. I've given you wisdom on how to start your own company. I've given you wisdom on how to make it. But in order for you to do it, you've got to step out on faith. Don't you know that many of uh, oh, our Fortune 500 companies uh, got started uh, in a garage. Uh, hello, somebody. Great computer companies uh, got started in garages. Uh, great car companies uh, got started in garages. Uh, and most of us here have a garage. And if we don't have a garage, uh, guess what? Uh, we have a carport. If we don't have a carport, we have somewhere where we park our car. We yeah. move that car out the way uh -oh. and go to work uh, yeah. for the Lord. In Jesus' name! Oh, tell your neighbor, neighbor! Oh, neighbor, you better take possession of the land in Jesus' name. Take your neighbor, neighbor! Oh, neighbor, you better take possession of the land. Say to Bethlehem, Bethlehem! Oh, Bethlehem, you better take possession of that building right now in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor! God is the one who goes with you to do what? Fight. To fight against your enemies to give you what? To, to give you the victory. Yeah. Yeah. If you're here today and you don't have the victory, yeah. it's like these people in the text. Yeah. Oh, they had control! But they didn't have an inheritance. And God says, you gotta do what I tell you to do. Alright. Obey my word, number one. Yeah. I remember 
in order for them to go in and to take the land, they had to obey the word. Had obey. Remember, it was the Ark of the Covenant that went before them. Right. And what was in the Ark of the Covenant? Word. Did anybody the, word. the Word of God. Word. And there's so many Christians living in poverty or not having victory because they don't obey the Word. Not in the Word. How are you going to have the victory? Wow. And be disobedient to the word of God. Not gonna work, right? What's hindering you? Yeah. I can tell you what's hindering uh -oh, you. Not Sin. Oh, yeah. In your life. Yeah. God says today, you can put down the sin in your life. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. 
and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in an economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.